Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome into this brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We once again filling in for WB, who's continuing to recuperate, but there is good news. There is definitely some good news. He recently had his procedure. Everything went well. And from what he is telling me, that he should be back on the program as early as next week. But definitely in a couple of weeks, our fearless leader, WB, will be back here on Southern Race Week Radio. And we are really looking forward to having him back on the program here. I really do. I have to admit, I'm starting to miss having WB here every week and listening to what he has to say. And, you know, there was a, a point where sometimes I go, man, it's like I can't turn WB off in my head. And now it's to the point where I actually do miss it. And it might be weird when he gets back on the program because it's been so long since he's been on and I've heard his voice because we've just been texting each other. I haven't talked to him on the phone or, or anything like that. It's just been texting is how we've been communicating. So I haven't uh, heard his voice. And, wow, what has it been, like almost a month and a half or so that he's or almost, almost two months? that he uh, hasn't been here on Southern Race Week Radio, but uh, he's continuing to improve and get better, and uh, hopefully he'll be back on the program as early as possibly next week. So we're crossing our fingers and hoping and praying that WB will be back here on next week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And, of course, a lot of people have been hitting him up on his social media, so if you'd like to wish our fearless leader recovery uh, as he gets better here, he has a, a Twitter handle. So you can follow him at WB Radio Network. He's also available on Instagram as well as you can go there to wish him a speedy recovery. And speaking of Twitter, you can also follow the show at SRW Radio on Twitter. And also yours truly is at Alfie underscore 19. So you can get on over there to our Twitter and follow us. Or you can like our Facebook page as well. You can check it out at Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. And the best thing about following and liking our social media platforms is that we are delivering to you racing news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we're always updating you on the world of NHRA, IndyCar, NASCAR, and of course the great world of grassroots short track uh, racing. And uh, don't forget about the podcast as well. We have this uh, a podcast version of the sh- of the radio show, which is available for you at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So make sure you're tuned in every Monday to one of those uh, podcast platforms and check out the uh, podcast version of Southern Race Speaker Radio. So really appreciate all the loyal radio and uh, podcast fans to check out the Southern Race Speaker Radio show as well as the podcast. And we do have another exciting episode of Southern Race Speaker Radio. But before we get things started, uh, Sunday is Father's Day. So I want to wish all the fathers out there listening to Southern Race Speaker Radio a very happy Father's Day, including my father as well in uh, Fayetteville, Georgia, uh, I want to say happy Father's Day to uh, my dad as well. And I will see you later on on Sunday, dad. So uh, make sure you're, we're going to enjoy a great day uh, for sure. Because, uh, you know, no NASCAR. Uh, no, I think we have NHRA racing this weekend, no IndyCar series. So a uh, very light racing schedule as we celebrate uh, Father's Day. But as I mentioned, we have a, another jam-packed program for you this week. In just moments, we're going to be speaking with the president of National Super Speedway, Eric Moses. Uh, will be joining us also along with short track driver from Hueytown, Alabama, Jojo Wilkinson. And then we'll wrap up the show with the uh, voice, uh, one of the many voices you hear on the Motor Racing Network, as well as during the morning drive on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90, the one and only Mike Bagley. So just sit back, relax, get set to enjoy a great edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you, along with the Southern Race Week 
Radio Podcast. Hi, I'm Nick Sanchez, driver of the number two Maxi Glink Chevrolet, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast, and hopefully everybody out there enjoying a great Father's Day as the NASCAR Cup Series will take a week off, but coming up the weekend of June 24th, through the 26th, the Cup Series will return to action at Nashville Super Speedway for the second year here in 2022. And to break all the action down and to preview what's coming up at Nashville Super Speedway as well as also a way to get your hands on some tickets for this fantastic event going on. Once again, the weekend of June 24th through the 26th. Let's welcome into the Food Depot hotline here, live from his offices at Nashville Super Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the president of the track. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Eric Moses. (laughs) Mr. Moses, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Sir, hopefully you're having a pleasant day today in the beautiful city of Nashville, Tennessee, sir. I am, but I feel like at this point I need to be getting ready for a 12-round bout after the way you brought me out like that. Very, very Michael Buffer-esque. Hey, well, listen, sir, when we have a big deal guest on, we got to give him a big deal introduction. And you are a big deal, sir, because you're going to be welcoming NASCAR Nation here in just a couple of weeks for the Ally 400 race weekend. And not only that, it will be a triple-header weekend with trucks on Friday night on the 24th. You'll have the Xfinity Series race the afternoon of the 25th, and then it all culminates with the running of the Cub Series Ally 400 on Sunday afternoon. So I'm sure you're excited. I'm sure your crew and staff are ready, eager, and waiting to welcome in all the great NASCAR fans to the beautiful National Super Speedway, sir. Yeah, we're, we're very excited going into year two here. Uh, as our ads have promoted, we are ready for some full-throttle fun. This season has been fantastic for our sport and started off at the Clash out in L.A. at the Coliseum. Really special experience. Went into a sold-out Daytona. Has been on the move ever since. Super excited about our friend Daniel Suarez getting his first cup win. Daniel is someone who is well-liked and beloved on the circuit. And uh, and the track team, track house team has been working really hard. And having a great show of it this year with Ross Chastain and now with Daniel breaking through. So there's lots of great momentum. We're going to bring that momentum into Nashville and show you how NASCAR does it. And uh, we're excited, man. There's going to be so much more to do and see and experience this year now that uh, COVID is largely in our rearview mirror as a country. And that's the big story of the NASCAR season so far. As you mentioned, we're pretty much back to normality. All the tracks have been welcoming in, all the fans, the Fan zones have been full and, and capacity crowds at a lot of those events. And also the TV ratings have definitely gone up. And for National Super Speedway, you'll be the first race when NBC takes over uh, coverage of NASCAR that weekend as well. So how excited are you to see um, more fans in the stands, more people watching the races on television? So it gives you an opportunity to show off your venue and all the great racing you'll have for that television audience. They'll probably be like, hey, I need to get my tickets to National Super Speedway because there's some really exciting racing going on. And I know you've got a lot of great things planned as Nashville is such a great city overall as well just to do so many different things. 
but I'm sure you're going to have a lot of activity going on at the track. So for some of our listeners who might be coming out to National Super Speedway for the first time, what can they expect when they arrive on property, and what kind of great entertainment will you have lined up for these fans? Yeah, so much more to do and see and experience this year than last year. Uh, Our fan zone will have a stage in it this year. That stage will be programmed all three days with music and entertainment. Uh, We'll be running Trackside Live with some hosts on there, getting uh, all kinds of folks on, including uh, hopefully some NASCAR legends that will be there uh, to be interviewed, as well as some some of our grassroots racers from from, from Tennessee. We've we've got a lot of folks who are competing on various levels in the sport, and we want to make certain that those folks get some exposure uh, to our fans. A couple things that folks can expect in our in our fan zone this year. We're going to have axe throwing. We're going to have some canine performances, face painting, rock walls. The PBR is bringing out a mechanical bull for rides. We'll have some bumper cars and inflatables with our buddies from Tim, from Tennessee Titans. All kinds of merchandise haulers, as you can imagine, food and beverage options uh, and sponsor activations. Are, you know, NASCAR is, is known for the way that our sponsors and partners activate and the really cool things that they do in our fan zone. So looking forward to all of that. We've got Brothers Osborne as our, as our pre-race uh, concert on Sunday. And this year, the great thing about this will be you'll be able to come in with a pre-race track pass and you can stand in the ball field right in front of the stage, right there, and take in this dynamic duo, uh, country music artists who are uh, on fire right now, and, uh, and enjoy that concert up close and personal. Last year, we didn't have that opportunity. People had to watch the concert uh, from the grandstands. This year, you'll be able to be right down there on pit road, uh, taking it all in. And while you're in the infield, you'll be able to also enjoy some quintessential uh, Nashville entertainment and, uh, uh, and excitement because we partnered this year with Tootsie's, one of the best-known, beloved honky-tonks on Broadway, to do a Tootsie's infield club uh, right down in turn four. So that's going to be great. And for those who, who, who don't have infield access, we've got the 615 Beer Garden outside of turn four. So anywhere you go, you will be able to stay hydrated uh, and have a great time with other uh, other NASCAR fans who will be in attendance. Uh, speaking with President of Nashville Super Speedway, Eric Moses, here on Southern Race Week Radio as we promote the Ally 400 Race Weekend, Friday, June 24th through Sunday, June 26th. And it sounds like you have a lot of activity, a lot of fun activities for the entire family to join. So uh, I'm sure tickets are going quickly, Mr. Moses. So if our listeners want to get a hold on tickets for that race weekend, where can they go to get information as well as uh, ticket information and prices and how to purchase those? Yeah, people are in luck this year. You know, last year, a lot of our fans were were disappointed because they acted they moved uh, slowly, and, and we sold out three months in advance because it was the inaugural year, and everybody's so excited. This year, we've got some tickets available. So I would uh, send your listeners to NashvilleSuperspeedway.com, uh, and they can see all of our kind of NASCAR experiences there, or they can call 866-RACE-TIX, and one of our account executives will make you uh, aware of all of your options to really craft uh, the kind of experience at the racetrack that you want to have. There's just going to be so much to do and see. As you said, Nashville is a great destination. We want folks to be able to come out and, and enjoy a taste of Nashville. So we'll have Tootsie's, we'll have Puckets, we'll have Prince's Hot Chicken and Hattie B's. We're going to have all of these. Uh, we're going to have all of these local brands that are going to be out there. So you'll feel like uh, you're having a quintessential Nashville experience. And don't forget, our Grand Marshal for Sunday is none other than Kane Brown. 
And so uh, it's going to be a, a really, really exciting, really, really exciting weekend. Now, being in Nashville must be such an advantage for you because, you know, that's basically country nation right there. All the great country artists, uh, all the great record labels are there in Nashville. So do you find that as an advantage over maybe other tracks along the circuit who don't have that kind of availability to have such a array of great country stars and musicians that are available for you at Nashville? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, the one thing that one of the things that is great here is that we're in a destination that people want to go to, not just from around the country, but around the world. And so we lean into that. We want to make certain that we're giving uh, visitors another reason to come to Nashville. Um, and that's great for us because as a new track, we don't have, say, the history of, of our uh, of our sister track in Bristol or in Atlanta or Charlotte. Uh, in some of those places. So we're making the history and we're inviting visitors and residents alike from Middle Tennessee and around the region, around the country to help us make that history, to help us establish what NASCAR really is going to be, what what they can expect and what people should come to expect when they come to Nashville Super Speedway. And we want all your listeners to be a part of creating that history. Now, will our listeners be able to see you ride the mechanical bull if they do come out and, and uh, attend the race? <laughs> that's, that's my question. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if, if Mr. Eric Moses, the, the president of Nashville Super Speedway, will get an opportunity to ride the mechanical bull and see if he can last eight seconds. You know, I hadn't thought about it until just now. We may have to make that happen, you know. <laughs> And, and I, wa- I want the listeners to know if they see me walking around with my arm in a sling, it's Alfred's part. It's his fault. Hey, it's hey, his fault. hey, just don't take me to Judge Judy and sue me. That's all I'm asking for. Don't, I, I, okay? I got two kids and a mortgage. I can't, uh, I can't afford anything else going on. Uh, but Mr. Moses, is going to be exciting. Looking forward to a great race weekend, as you mentioned. Nashville, Tennessee, just a great destination. Beautiful city, great food, great music, and great racing as well. Friday, June 24th. Through Sunday, June 26th, is the Ally 400 Race Week at the National Super Speedway. Uh, once again, Mr. Moses, for our listeners who want to purchase those tickets and get their hands on some campground sites, uh, we're going to go once again to get that information and purchase those uh, tickets and sites. Yeah, NashvilleSuperSpeedway.com. Always you can go to Ticketmaster or you can call 866-RACE-TICKS. One thing I'd also have mentioned that I that failed to mention is this year, people will have the unique opportunity to uh, partner with us and Speedway Children's Charities, which is our nonprofit uh, uh, partner, and and they can get their own cars on our track on Sunday before the cup race and doing charity laps, doing charity track laps. And so for 75 bucks, you can get your own car on a NASCAR track the same day as as the cup race. Uh, out there and do a couple laps to help raise money for charity. There you go. Look out for that blue Hyundai Elantra because if I'm out there, you're going to see that blue Hyundai Elantra making those super (laughs) speedway laps around uh, Nashville. Uh, Mr. Moses, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week on Sunday Race Week Radio, sir. Uh, Looking forward to a great race weekend when NBC takes over coverage of NASCAR with their first race weekend at Nashville Super Speedway. Sir, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Good luck to you and your crew and staff when you welcome in NASCAR Nation. And hopefully we'll talk to you again down the road, my friend. Thanks so much. Appreciate being with you. Hey, this is Rutledge Wood from NASCAR on NBC, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. We continue on with this brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest into the program right now. 
coming to us from Hueytown, Alabama, enjoying her summer. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in short track driver extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss JoJo Wilkinson. Miss Wilkinson, thank you so much for taking the time to join us yet again this week here on Sunday Race Week Radio. We really appreciate you taking the time as you're a great friend of the show, so we really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Now, before we get into what's been going on in your racing career so far here the last few months, uh, congratulations to you. You recently became a high school graduate, class of 2022. So before we talk about everything going on in your racing career, tell us a little bit about your experience graduating from a high school. How was that like for you? Um, it was good. Very exciting. Graduate with all my friends that I grew up with. And being able to still graduate from a high school with racing so much. We barely made it, but we did. And <laughs> I just can't thank everybody enough for support me through high school, not only racing, but um, it's been fun. It's been good. Ready for the real world now, I guess you'd say. Yeah, and you know what? It's crazy because you weren't just not racing in high school, but you're also a cheerleader. You're very active in school. You, you know, you had a lot on your plate studying because we know your senior year of high school is always difficult because you got a lot going on, exams and everything like that. It must have been tough for you to be able to juggle everything. What was it like being able to, to do the school, do the cheerleading, do everything else, and then also have time to do some racing as well. I'm not going to say that it was easy. Right. Um, it was definitely very difficult at times um, whenever I couldn't go and do something with my friends or what they were doing at school when I was racing. So I had to miss out on a good bit of stuff, but also knew that going and racing was what I wanted to do. So with social media nowadays, it makes it a little bit harder for us kids growing up if we get excluded out of things we have to see that on social media but it was definitely hard but we pushed through it and I have some of the best friends um that a girl could have they understand my racing situations and um they helped me the most along the way but I just wanted to go racing so that's what we did now that you graduated high school are you going to dedicate now uh to the racing careers well, I've done a lot of thinking, and um, I was going to go to UNC at Charlotte to be up there in Charlotte, North Carolina, I and mean, just be in the know of everything. But I'm racing down here, so came to the conclusion that that wasn't a good choice for me if I'm racing down here and some on the West Coast. So and then I thought maybe I could take a year off and focus on racing. And then my dad suggested that I just go ahead and get the education done and over with. So I am going to go to the University of Alabama in August, and hopefully I can transfer within two years to North Carolina if my racing season and stuff like that works out for me. Uh, speaking with JoJo Wilkinson here, short track driver extraordinaire on uh, Southern Race Week Radio as we're getting her, uh, talking to her about her racing career and also her recent uh, high school graduation, which is uh, really exciting. So you will be going to school and also doing the racing thing as well. So I guess this is not new for you to kind of balance school, racing, and all of that. So... Uh, what is your plans for racing once you get into college? Will you still try to have a, a nice full schedule, or are you, you going to try to maybe adjust some things on that front as well, or, or how is that going to work? Um, I think it's going to be pretty much the same. Uh, try to race every weekend and um, and then hopefully have some Arcadil things coming up and then um, just try to balance like I have been doing and have no distractions while doing that, but Hopefully it stays pretty consistent and the same as it did as when I was in high school because it, it flowed very well and I balanced that very well. So hopefully it'll stay the same. 
Now, as far as your racing this year, you've done so you've accomplished so much, uh, JoJo. Here in the last uh, few years, you made your ARCA debut. You did uh, the Bill McNally uh, uh, Racing Academy. You've done so much. It seems like you're you're continuing to learn, improve, uh, and get better. So, as far as what you got on the calendar here for the rest of the summer. Uh, what can you tell our listeners about your upcoming plans and where are you going to be racing as far as what you know so far uh, this summer? Or are you going to try to maybe tail things back a little bit and enjoy your summer with your friends as you have all graduated from high school? Um, I plan to race every weekend, whether it be Huntsville in uh, my car and then race as many races that I can with Jet Motorsports. My biggest deal is we didn't make the snowflake last year. And... Um, I've made the snowflake every year, so that was um, that took a big toll on me and um, took my confidence down a little bit and brought me down. But now that we've been running fairly decent with Jet Motorsports, I'm hoping that we can race the snowflake in their car and try to figure everything out because um, I feel like I deserve it. And um, we've just had some really bad luck here lately, but we're just going to keep racing every weekend and try to get the monkey off of my back and see how that goes. Now, you mentioned uh, Jet Motorsports, which is also a team that you're racing for, although you are doing independent racing with your dad. Uh, Jet Motorsports has brought you on as a driver as well. What has that experience been like working with a team that's not mainly your family at this point? Um, it's very different. Uh, I didn't I didn't know what to do at the beginning of it, so I'm still learning um, how to adjust all of that. Without having the whole family support, it's other people, and you have to trust them as well. But they've done a great job with me, trying to help me learn as much as I can because those are different cars. I grew up running Augie Girls cars, and then now I'm in a Fury. So um, it's just a big learning adjustment for everything, being at the track with them, the car itself, just um, they the way that they teach things. Just everything's learning, um, a learning curve, and I'm very thankful for these opportunities for me to be able to learn every single thing that I can in different, I guess you'd say with different opinions. I mean, it's been fun and hope that we can keep the ball rolling with them. Now, Jojo, if our listeners want to keep up with your progress, catch up with your racing calendar, or maybe even buy merchandise or anything you've got available, uh, where can they go to keep up with you and, and purchase merch or anything they might need to know about you? Well, my Facebook page is JoLynn Jojo Wilkinson, driver number 11. We have the merchandise link on there. Um, I really appreciate all the support, and um, I hope that y'all can go off and buy some merchandise because it's it's nice, and we have a few uh, more things coming. But it's fanhoodapparel.com slash JoJo Wilkinson Racing. We got a bunch of stuff on there. Um, it helps me go racing, so um, I just really appreciate everybody's help. Miss Wilkinson, once again, thank you so much for joining us this week here on Southern Racing Radio. Good luck to you, and enjoy your summer, and I'm sure we'll catch back up with you down the road, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest, our next guest here into the program, joining us via the Food Depot hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear him every weekday morning, six, 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM, NASCAR Channel 90 for the morning drive, and also during races for the Motor Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Mike Bagley! Mr. 
Mr. Bagley. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. You're a great friend of the show. And always appreciate you taking the time to join us, sir. So thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure being here. What's up this week, Alfie? Oh, nothing much, buddy. You know, just enjoying the nice warm weather here in the city of Hotlanta. First thing I wanted to kind of talk to you about and get your thoughts on is Trackhouse Motorsports. I mean, these guys have really been dominating. Ross Chastain has two wins in the season. Daniel Suarez got his first Cup Series win this past weekend. First Mexican driver to win a Cup Series race. Very exciting for Trackhouse. I mean, uh, these guys are just simply on fire right now, uh, Mr. Bagley. Well, they have definitely stolen the headlines. There's no question about that. I've been talking about it on Sirius about how this is a second-year team that's recently, and this year, expanded to a two-car operation, and both cars have seen yield. I'm hard-pressed to come up with another organization that has found as much success as Trackhouse Racing right out of the box. It's like that success is beginning to come a little quicker now. Obviously, Ross with two wins, Daniel with one. They're on par with some Hendrick-type numbers here, while the Toyotas and the Fords are trying to get their affairs in order. And uh, in my opinion, the successes of Trackhouse Racing in 2022 is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, competitive storyline that we've had so far in this season. Justin Marks and his team have put together a great culture. They put together, obviously, a winning organization. And it's good to see them have having success early on here uh, in the 2022 season as we begin the stretch run to the playoffs. When we go back to Nashville uh, next week, it's going to be 10 races to go until we begin the playoffs there at Darlington on, on Labor Day weekend. Now, as you mentioned, we do have 10 races left in the regular season before we kick off the playoffs. We have 12 drivers of the 16 who have already punched their ticket into the playoffs. Uh, 13 through 16 is Blaney Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, and Eric Almarola. And then those outside looking in, you got Kevin Harvick, Tyler Reddick, and and Austin Dillon. So, as you said, we're going through that stretch run here, 10 races. Kevin Harvick, one of those drivers that you expect to be somewhere in that top 16, but right now he's outside looking in, uh, although he's not that many points behind Eric Amarola for the 16th position. Which of these drivers do you think has the most pressure on themselves to get themselves into the playoffs here with these last 10 races left to go? Oh, Kevin Harvick, no question. He's out by seven going into Nashville. Remember, we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of Harvick's last win. It was in the fall of 19 at Bristol. So it's almost been two years since the four team from Stewart House Racing has won a race. And I think that being that Kevin Harvick's driving days and they are greater, I think that, you know, the sands are starting to trickle through the hourglass. And I believe that there's, on top of the normal self-induced pressure to win week in and week out, there's a little extra pressure for, for Kevin to try to get into the playoffs with a win instead of having to point his way in because right now he's out. So what he has to rely on without that win is the four drivers in front of him to stumble and hope the drivers behind him, Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon, and others. And because if one of the guys behind Harvick wins, that pushes him deeper down and he's got to work twice as hard to basically look half as good to get into these playoffs. So in my opinion, the driver with the most pressure is Kevin Harvick trying to make it in with a win instead of on points. Speaking with Mike Bagley here of the Motor Racing Network on a Southern Race Week Radio. Now, Mr. Bagley, as we mentioned, uh, 10 races to go before we kick off the playoffs. Who do you think is the drivers that will make the most noise when we get to uh, the playoffs? Well, basically, i got to pull out the old, uh, the old Bagman dartboard here because we're basically <laughs> heaving darts. We don't, we don't, based on what we've seen so far, it's kind of hard to get your arms around what we think we're going to see in the final 10 going into the playoffs. But I would say a good starting point would be Chevrolet. Chevrolet obviously has their act together. So that would be Hendrick Motorsports. That would be Trackhouse. Uh, those, obviously, those drivers have been leading the charge on that front. Um, the Fords are spotty. The Toyotas are hit and miss. But maybe 
I think the Toyotas aren't as bad as some folks think they are. But it's kind of hard to label that team or that driver. You know, I'm, I'm still waiting for really Kyle Larson to catch life. And, of course, in the next week, or I'm sorry, the next month, the next four races, he'll be without his crew chief because Cliff Daniels uh, penalized with that loose wheel that they had at Sonoma. So he and two of the team members won't be around. So I'm, I'm waiting for, for him to come to life. I'm waiting for a couple of others to come to life. I just don't know which way this is going to go because about the time you think you know what's happening and you get your arms around it, Another curveball comes flying in, and you got like a Ross Chastain winning or Daniel Suarez winning or you know something like that. Um, I do think, though, that in the next stretch of races, and really all the way to the end of the year, that's what makes it compelling to watch, and that's what makes it compelling for folks to listen and pay attention to. Because just about the time you think you know what you're going to get, you got something that comes in and spoils the whole party, and at the end of the day, that's the fun. Either seeing a first-time winner or a new winner and not having the same drivers in victory lane that we see time and time again. There have been times in this part of the schedule where we've had a driver that's won six or seven or eight races. Right now, the most drive or the most wins by a driver is two, and there's been three of them that have done it. Chastain, William Byron, and Denny Hamlin. The winning has been spread out among different drivers, but newer drivers. I think that we're in shape for a good stretch run to Phoenix here to crown the champion as we get to the end of the season at the beginning of November. Cliff Daniels will be suspended for the next four events due to a, a tire issue. The tire came off of, of Kyle Larson's number five machine. Four races, and I know this is not the first time that we dealt with this situation, but let me ask you your opinion on this. Do you think that's a, an extremely harsh penalty for, for a, an issue like this? And, and also, why are we having so many problems with the tire staying on the car? I don't think it's harsh. I mean, the penalty was put into place as a deterrent. Now, when you think of a penalty, you think of somebody doing something uh, sinister, right? You think someone's doing something malicious, trying to circumvent the rules, because that's on the heels of when we used to hit five lug nuts. You had teams admitting that they were intentionally hitting four or three to get the car off pit road faster. Well, with the single lug, there's no advantage of doing that, because when you do that, then the wheel falls off. But I don't think it's intentional in this situation. I really think that it's human error that's created this. We crunched the numbers the other day. There have been there's been something like 12,800 tire changes. Well, we've only had 11 wheels come off the car. That's less than a tenth of a percent. So I would say that we don't necessarily you know, have a problem where we need wide sweeping changes. I just think that if, if these teams take the time and slow down just a little bit, those wheels will stay on. So I don't think it's a design flaw or anything like that. But the ripple effect of that is that it disrupts the team chemistry, which again, was put into place to serve as a deterrent. I think that these will gradually go away. But then again, you're also dealing with these pit crew members who are now busting off four tire stops with fuel in less than nine seconds. We used to have pit stops that were 30 seconds way back in the day. So I think that as they navigate this new process and the importance of keeping the wheel on the car is always front and center, I think that you'll see this get tightened up. But I just don't think that it's going to go totally away but these have been game changers, not necessarily for the chemistry disruption, but for the ripple effect that it creates in the rundown and the, and the finishing order. We see these guys sometimes have these problems or any problem on pit road and it really puts them behind an eight ball. So as far as the penalty is concerned, I think that stays in place. I don't see it going up. But I do at some point see these issues leveling out. And, of course, you can join Mr. Bagley every weekday morning, 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. Eastern, the morning drive on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And also during race coverage for the Motor Racing Network. And if Mr. Bagley, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with what's going on with you and NASCAR as well, where can they go to keep up with you, sir? Go to Twitter at the Mike Bagley, B-A-G-L-E-Y. 
All right. Well, Mr. Bagley, we always appreciate your time, sir. Uh, good luck to you as you enjoy the rest of the season. And we'll catch back up with you uh, down the road, my friend. All right. Good to hear from you, Alfie. Hope everybody's doing well. Hi, this is Greg Walter, general manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. We're back as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie. Once again, want to wish all the dads out there a very, very enjoyable and happy Father's Day this weekend. It's Father's Day falls on Sundays it does every single year so hopefully you're enjoying the weekend with your father and family and I'll be uh, with my father and family here a little bit later on so looking forward to uh, jetting out of here and heading down to the home base of Fayetteville Georgia but before I get out of here I want to thank our guests once again for taking time uh, to come on the show and talk to us of course the president of National Super Speedway Eric Moses, short track driver Jojo Wilkinson and from the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 the one and only Mr. Mike Bagley. So we appreciate all those great guests and friends of the show for joining us here for this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, don't forget about our social media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio, or you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. We're always posting there the latest in racing news, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So please head on over there and check that out. Uh, don't forget about the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. If you want to hear this version of Southern Race Week Radio or any of our past episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, just check out the podcast. It'll be up and available for you on Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So head on over there, download the podcast, listen to it. And also, we really appreciate it if you subscribed to the podcast as well. And if you, real, if you want to reach out to the show, leave your comments, thoughts, uh, maybe you have an opinion about something, or maybe you're an up-and-coming driver and love to come on the program to talk about your racing career and what you got going on, always feel free to email us at srwradio at yahoo.com. That's srwradio at yahoo.com. Well, please enjoy the rest of your Father's Day weekend. Once again, happy Father's Day out there to everybody. And Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch back up with you next week right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.